Eden, thank you for joining us. We're at the Assemblage, which is kind of like a spiritual solo house in New York City, which you work out of, right? Correct. Healer of all sorts, or specifically every part of the body. <laughs> <laughs> um, what made you, when did you first realize that it's something that you want to do, which is help people or heal people? Well, um, I think it's when I realized that I had the gift. Um, and then also when I received help um, and uh, support, I was, you know, I realized, wow, I need to be sharing this with others. Um, first off, my gift and also the fact that, you know, others have helped me with these multiple, you know, techniques and modalities that I've ac that I actually practice now. And uh, I just want to be able to help people. I want mm. people to be free from pain and mm. suffering. I feel like there's a lot of people out there who are suffering unnecessarily because um, they're not aware that there are ways to tap into the self-corrective mechanisms of our bodies mm. um, in these ways. And so, uh, so yeah, I was pretty young. I was pretty young. I mean, you know, it's funny because my dad used to make me like walk on his back when I was a kid. And that was like the beginning of my, you know, practicing massage therapy, you know, which I, that's what I started with originally. And uh, so it's just, I've always had my hands on people's backs and giving people, you know, back rubs and massages. And it's mm -hmm. just something that I just gravitated to uh, naturally and organically and mm. um, just enjoy it. I enjoy like working with bodies and I love anatomy and physiology and <laughs> just, yeah. So it's just, you know. Was there a specific moment where you felt like you had that gift capability when it clicked? Um, I don't remember a specific moment. I think it's just many moments and just, um, just many times when I was just aware that you know, I'm able to feel things with my hands and with my body. I can actually feel things that are going on in other people's bodies. And so it's just strange, but it's somewhat, I could say, somewhat of an empath. And, and I, fe I feel like I have this sensitivity where I can feel what's happening within people's bodies, mm. within their field, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, it's interesting. It's scary also, you know, and it's also like it's a blessing and a curse, right? Mm -hmm. And so... Because um, you have to have certain boundaries in order for not to engage in people's fields or deeply. Yeah, yeah, because they can lose myself in others and and then end up like being drained. And so, it's important to to ground in and be centered when I'm working with others and to use my uh, capabilities, you know, and not overuse uh, and not do too much in one day and not mm -hmm. you know try to help too many people in, in one day. It just it can get very draining, and so. Mm -hmm. It's important to really stay centered and balanced and grounded and uh, meditate and do my practices that are going to keep me, uh, if you will, protected, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, aligned. So It's amazing that we've got, you've got this, like, it's like you're a vessel for this energy to, you can, like, navigate it or, like, spit it out and, and tune in with it. It's, it's my friend that had one treatment by you, she said she had a really tight shoulder and it was linked she found out later to like a real emotional blockage and it was just your hand on it for a very short period of time that the waterworks came and the the tension released that to me feels like miracle-esque healing i mean not you could call it that right because you're transforming someone's anatomy but also their psyche or their pain points yeah, I mean, it's, it is miraculous. And I think that there's so many things that happen in this world, in our world that are miraculous. And, uh, 
but you know it's also science and it's based in science and it's um you know uh it's a beautiful thing and it's some people call it magic and they're like wow that was like magic you're like a magician and mm-hmm. you know i think if you really dive into it it's like you know it's science that we just don't understand and that's what magic is right and mm-hmm. i think i've heard that quote once before and mm-hmm. i love that you know it's a beautiful thing because um it's just science that we don't understand most of us it's sort of like we use our phones, our smartphones every day, right? And most of us have no idea how they work, but we use them, right? But we don't know about the technology that's, you know, um, yeah, it's behind magic. that. It is like <laughs> magic. Us, I mean, yeah. to us, imagine somebody who's never seen it before, who doesn't know what a smartphone is. For them, it's like, wow, this is like a miracle, you know? And so it's the same idea with the body. It's like most people have no idea how our body, our body mind, as I like to call it, and our body mind spirit, you know, mm. complex uh, is uh, how it works. And so what I've done through the years is learned how to, I've learned the technology of this body of ours, of this soma, uh, which mm. means the body, right? And um, I am able to support and facilitate other people's healing. And so I prefer being called a healing facilitator rather than a healer even, right. you know, and uh, able to support people's healing by understanding and having a deep understanding of how our body is, um, you know, made up, uh, how it holds on to tension, how we have energy either flowing or being blocked and stuck in certain areas. Um, and having the awareness and the capability of placing my hands on someone's body in a very gentle and safe and kind way, which then su- makes that person feel seen and heard. They feel like, wow, somebody's actually listening to me, right? And when the body feels like someone is listening, it starts to heal, it starts to release, it starts to unwind. Um, mm-hmm. I work with the fascial system too, and the fascia is the connective tissues in our body that when you tap into that system, there are ways to release emotions and trauma from the past and to really um, get this physiological response to happen where the person starts to unwind on the treatment table or you know even if they're sitting on the uh, on a couch or something, there's ways to do that. And mm-hmm. so, um, it requires the person being really relaxed and in a deep state of relaxation and feeling safe and comfor- comfortable, mm. uh, feeling um, safe enough to let go mm. and to and someone who trusts, right? Mm. And when that happens, that's when the magic happens. That's when our bodies um, self-correct. They So if we have tears to release, we're going to release those tears, right? If we're feeling safe enough and supported, and those tears will release tremendous amounts of pressure in our head and they help with migraines and headaches and and then you know around our jaw and our neck and shoulders and so if you have a pain in your shoulder that may be coming from some sort of emotional imbalance or disharmony or um you know suppression if mm. you will mm. then you know that may unlock during a session and sometimes within minutes and um uh, it's interesting. You know? mm, I mean, once I remember I was at a festival at the Wanderlust Festival and, yeah. in, uh, I think it was in Vermont and I had my hands, uh, I met this girl and I, uh, she's a yoga teacher and like, I just placed my hands on her shoulders. I was like, oh, let me just, I just intuitively felt like I needed to place my hands on her shoulders and like after about 15 to 20 seconds, she just starts breaking down and crying 
And apparently she was on the edge, right? When we're on the edge like that, like we can, it's really easy to access that. And some others, uh, a lot of us, it, we're not on the edge and it's deep. And so it requires more time, mm. more effort, or maybe lack of effort, right? And just being gently um, there to support the person. And um, yeah, you know, she she just like had a, you know, a healing experience within within a couple minutes and uh, she felt safe and she trusted me and you know even we met like a few minutes before and it was great for her and she was telling me like later that she was like um, that it was amazing that she was able to finally feel those feelings that she was ignoring and right. suppressing and that I gave her the opportunity to do that because mm. I made her feel seen with my hands mm. and so as soon as she her body and her energy <laughs> felt like oh okay, I've got this stuff and I'm holding on to it. I don't need to hold on to it anymore. I can let it go. It's okay. It's safe. You can let go. Mm. Right. And that's essentially what the conversation that's happening with my hands when I place my hands on people's bodies in this way. And I, I teach this too now, you know, and, um, so you go so yeah. into, when you go into put your hands and heal, can you talk us through that process of what you're embodying, what you're intending, what you're feeling? So we can understand, the mechanics somewhat of that connectivity because you know we can do it willy-nilly like, touch your knee and it doesn't mean anything but then i can touch your knee <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, know? Yeah. you know like we we connect with people in different ways and i love uh, yeah so that's my first question without back yeah. on to the next one yeah i mean it's um so really you know interestingly when i teach my uh, uh students um how to do this i actually I, I used like very specific examples of textures and so like lately i've been playing with the idea of like do you know those like gel bicycle seats yeah or like a gel even like a waterbed yeah. right something that has that type of texture so you imagine that you're you visualize with your eyes closed placing your hands on the person's body mm. and really sinking into that you know, gel mm, type yeah. of, you know, substance and, yeah. and just see if you can tune into that because the fascial system is actually... So the fascial system is the thing that like, holds all the tension. And what's that look like? What, yeah, what so, that's, that so that's like a kind of um, gel-like substance that actually is sort of like has a bunch of different phases like water, you know, so it can be like a gel, it can be, it can solidify and it solidifies with trauma and with injury and impact. And so our body is essentially floating in this fluid. That's like a gel liquid matrix that it's actually, um, it has, and it contains information. So there's memories and traumas that are stored there and it's directly connected to the, you know, the nervous system. And so, but where, where is it? Is it on the, just below everywhere. the skin or it's, it's everywhere? So it's right below the skin. It's in between the skin and the muscles. It's in between the muscles and the bones. It's surrounding all the tendons and ligaments and organs. So it's everywhere. There's, so it's like when we say we're 80% water, it's pretty much all that water. Yes. Yeah, so the so the fascia is actually a collagenous, you know, it's collagen, right? And it's these fibers of collagen that it's it's sort of like um, aloe vera gel. Yeah. So if you look at aloe vera, if you like open the plant of the aloe vera plant and like you see it live and you like it's stringy and it's like ropey and it kind of like it's these microtubules of collagen. Wow. And it's like liquid, right? And so when we have a trauma or an impact in our bodies or some sort of a um, something that goes on, we end up having this neurological like situation that causes uh, solidification of this system, and then and then you know that 
gets stored in our body. And so what I do is very gently and safely wow. tune into that system wow. and start to unwind it, you know. And, um, you know, there's a piezoelectric effect when I apply pressure into the body. What into does that the system. Mean? So piezoelectricity is like pressure electricity. So there's like a heat response that happens when we apply pressure gotcha. into the body. And that causes the body to basically warm up from the inside out and start to melt this fascial system and this fascial web. It's almost like a spider web kind of, you know, um, substance, if you will. Like a network. Like a network, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, and it it really contains a lot of information and um, it's like fiber optics, you know? And I can apply my hands and pressure into someone's neck very gently, but it's not working with their neck. It's not like the muscles. I'm not I'm not working with specific yeah, muscles. So I'm actually tuning into this system and having my hands be like a lever into the system, which then causes a self-corrective mechanism in the entire body. And all of a sudden, someone's left leg could start to twitch and they start to release and unwind and melt all this fascial all these fascial restrictions throughout their body, wherever it's needed. So the body is healing itself, right? It's not that I'm saying, okay, there's a fascial restriction in the right shoulder and the upper traps, and then I'm going in and, and releasing that fascial restriction. It's more like, okay, let me tap into this system and allow the body to self-correct and heal itself and start to unwind from the inside out. Let the system start to melt and the person starts to twitch on the table possibly, um, different parts of their body. They start to feel all the restrictions in their body starting to release. Um, not at the same time, you know, when, there's different parts of the, you know, and it's also depending on whether or not the person's relaxed in a deep state of relaxation. So I guide them through a little bit of, um, you know, a little bit of breath work, a little bit of you know guided visualizations um, to really get them to settle into the, the, the treatment and to let go into the table. Mm. And then they find themselves just going on to this almost like a psychedelic experience where they're not really like in their body. They're kind of like just floating and it's it's pretty amazing. People feel kind of high from it. Like it's it's very you make interesting. Them levitate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a really interesting experience. And I've been through a lot of these sessions myself as well and they've healed me from many different things. Um uh including a lot of just emotional, you know, pressure and you know, and emotions are basically energy in motion, right? emotion right. and so when the energy is not in motion and it gets stuck in our body somewhere then that's when we have this pressure that is like a pressure cooker it, you know like it's just it boils up and it's just it's there and we're ready to explode you know um or we're just it's causing us pain right so a lot of our physical aches and pains or chronic pains may just be from this emotional pressure this suppression of that energy so it's not flowing right the chi is not flowing the prana is not flowing the energy is not flowing and so i somehow am able to intuitively feel where the person's holding and and then get their body to feel safe enough to release that you know and sometimes sometimes i'll use other modalities that require like activating like certain areas and then making them aware that they're holding onto that tension they can feel it it's intense and then all of a sudden it starts to lift and heal and release you know it's amazing i love that it's connected like you said before to the nervous system as well so that makes sense in terms of when you're stressed or your nervous systems 
it prints out in this fluid fluid part of your body or it expresses itself to that fluid part of your body or it's stored it's stored there do you know what the sequence of process is i.e if i shout at you right now your nerve your brain goes bad then prints out new nerves in your body goes and then it goes into your fluid or what's the what's the sequence yeah i mean you know honestly like the science behind it is like you know, I wouldn't be able to tell you exactly um, because I don't know what comes first too, right? Um, but really, we go into that fight, flight, freeze response and we start to just tense up overall. Like our whole field just gets like, you know, and and it's sort of like, okay, we feel unsafe um, and it could be an unconscious thing too. Um, and then we just tense up and everything gets restricted. Um, they're you know, fascial restrictions may form. Um, there's, you know, stress hormones flowing through the body. There's all these different things happening. There's muscular contractions and mm. armoring. Mm. So I'm really big on like how our body armors itself up and our muscles are there to protect us. So we tense up and contract, you know, our psoas muscle in our abdomen will contract me, be one of the first muscles to contract and hold. And um, yeah, it's like, you know, our body's ready to, again, either fight, fly or to just freeze up it's in this like phenomenal state you know? when you're talking it makes me think like the body's like this highly sophisticated plant yeah. <laughs> you know it's like it's an Absolutely. incredibly intelligent plant because a mobile plant it's not even grounded it can go anywhere yeah and it the way it moves and communicates and breathes it's that whole this whole system i've never really had an understanding of or knew existed it's yeah. fascinating it's remarkable i mean we're very much like plants in and uh you know, there's there's some great books on that, you know, for like to really, I mean, it's just like the secret world of plants or something like that mm. I was recently reading. And it's just mm. like it, it really shows how like how connected we are to plants. Mm. And, uh, you know, it's it's very interesting. I suppose we're both we're both earthlings. We're both organisms. Yeah. Like we're going to have a lot of similar traits. The aloe vera plant is a great example because mm -hmm. it's really like our fascial system looks just like that. And it's also these microtubules of collagen and liquid and fluid and gel and and same thing it dries up right if if there's no hydration mm -hmm. so if we don't have movement right and that's why i'm a big component to like movement as medicine mm -hmm. and so if we're not moving our bodies then we're not creating hydration within our bodies and we end up be you know the fascia s starts to solidify it starts to just become kind of dry mm -hmm. right and so movement um, will create heat, sort of like the piezoelectric effect when I, the pressure electricity, right? When you apply pressure into the body. So sometimes I'll do movement with clients before they get on the table, or I'll do some sort of acrobatic therapeutic work, which I call acrokinetic mobilization. And hmm. it's fun. It's like I lift someone up on my feet and decompress their spine and hmm. create some heat within their body and hmm. really get them to go into this flow state where they're just almost in this hypnotic state where they're not in their heads, right? They're out of their heads right away because they have to trust me. I'm balancing them and yeah, holding them up yeah. on my feet or my hands. And it's really interesting. So sometimes I'll use that as a, like, as a tool as part of my kinetic release therapy system. And uh, it, it works really well, you know? So it's just, again, the heat, the hydration, the and motion is like lotion for our insides right and mm -hmm. so it's important to remember that and that we all move as much as we can in general um, and movement of the body is going to give us stillness of the mind too mm -hmm. you know and so i think that's that's 
what most of us can work towards is more movement of the body and more stillness of the mind, right? More meditation, more movement and dance and ex dynamic movement. So dynamic movement actually gets the fascial system to be more... On its toes. Um, yeah, yeah. And it, it releases, it, mo it makes us more mobile. So we can enhance our mobility with dynamic movement. As soon as we have too much linear movement, uh, whereas even yoga can be like sometimes very linear. Linear movement is not going to hydrate our fascial system. It's not going to expand that fascial system mm. and uh, make it more uh, as adaptable as it could be. So I think it's really important that we are constantly varying up our movements every day and that we're always doing something different with our bodies so that we can become more adaptable. That's why it's a no-brainer that, you, that your brain <laughs> tells you the. <laughs> After you've moved or done physical exercise, you feel great. Yeah, endorphins release right in the brain. I mean, that's that's medicine uh, for us. I mean, and we need to be doing that regularly, or it would serve us to be doing that regularly. And I think that back in the day, we used to do that when we were like on the fields, right? And manual labor. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's essentially what our body's made to do: is to be moving, to be hanging, to be doing handstands and to be you know being creative with the movement that's yeah. the biggest thing i've found is like yeah. particularly similar kind of movements it gets strained but if you be creative or just that's why dance is so good because you yeah. can just imagine weirdness yeah the neuroplasticity right it affects the brain and it affects you know and our mind and body is is one i talk about it all the time and as the that separation of the mind and body and that, that there's a connection and we're trying to bridge the gap but mm. really like it's one it's 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 all one mind body spirit and it's we're a multi-dimensional being and i think that movement for instance is not only mes medicine for our bodies and for our fascial system but it's also great for you know our hearts our brains our minds right mm. our, our energy um can you tell yeah. us a bit about that intuition intuitive process is it similar to in like in terms of gauging what's for example in me right now it could be a tense is it is it a process for you that's similar to when you have an intuitive response in your own life, you know, that gut feeling of this is a yeah. quiet, calm knowing. Absolutely. Um, it's sort of like that. And it's about eventually just trusting your gut, right? And over time, you know, you keep saying, oh, I should have took my umbrella. You know, you, you kind of left the house and you were like, I think I should grab my umbrella. And then you didn't yes, listen to that yes, intuition. Yes. And then you, ends up yeah. getting, you end up getting stuck yeah, in the I rain, did right? one of those this morning. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's uh, it's the same idea. So over time, I started Actually, to Actually, I did it in trust. the elevator now when we just went up. I was like, I, seven was the number that came to me. And then I was like, use my brain and it said eight. Yeah. <laughs> and then I went 11 because I like 11. And I was like, fuck. And you said it was seven that we needed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's the same idea. And that's and that's what happens in like split seconds right in our head. Subtle, quick. Yeah. It's, it's like, we. it's literally like, when you be quiet in yourself enough, you're tuning into this collective consciousness state, i.e. it's in your brain somewhere, it's on that phone somewhere. And if I quiet my mind enough, that's what like some supreme guru motherfuckers that I've met, they, they, they talk about when they channel wisdom or knowledge, it's, they're just a vessel for it. They're plugging into the, the collective consciousness state of yeah. everythingness, <laughs> which is all known, all seen, all pervasive. And they're just channeling information from that network yeah of the giant nervous system totally i think it's called the weft or something i don't know there's a there's, what's the weft there's groups of people who are getting together to just heal the collective consciousness oh, and wow. they're working with meditations around the world and kind of what maharishi Meshiogi did with in with tm and we tried to do get people just chanting mantras all day to uplift the collective state i suppose it might yeah. be a bit similar to that probably yeah 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 
what's what's your understanding or direct experience of that network i don't know much about that i'll be honest it's not really um my specialty i haven't gotten deep into that i've been kind of more specializing in in you know in body mind and physicality and being in this physical body of ours because we are here in this physical dimension and i think that it's important to tune into that so that's kind of where i'm at i feel like sometimes when i get lost in that kind of world of like the um you know etheric and you know it's like I really, I really like to be grounded in this body and here and here and now in this body because I've had past where I've lost touch with this reality, you know, and that's when I was, uh, I had this mental breakdown when I was 21, um, diagnosed bipolar. It was I, you know, admitted myself into a hospital because my father was worried and my family was worried, and so I kind of checked myself in and was there for a bit and like a little over a week and. You know, I, 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 I found myself like I really lost touch with this reality because I kind of wanted to escape um, and I started to dissociate and it was after years of, of, of trauma and um, different types of, uh, I guess you could say, um, you know, verbal abuse from coworkers and, you know, working in my dad's business. I was working with my dad and his uh, jazz club here in the village years ago. And so there was a lot of pressure and I was never given permission to feel my emotions. And so I think what happened was I exploded one day and mm-hmm. I just exploded. It was like when my girlfriend uh, left me at the time, I was madly in love with her after six months of being together, which at that time was my long relationship. Mm. And, um, I exploded. I mean, I grabbed my guitar and I smashed it into the middle of the street, my acoustic guitar, which I loved. Mm-hmm. You know, I smashed it into pieces in front of my mom's house back then. And, you know, I was 21, right? So I didn't know much, but I didn't know how to handle. I didn't know how to handle that energy. Mm. And it just started to flow. And I didn't know. And I was so open because I was doing a lot of yoga at the time, too, which was too much openness and and I became too intuitive and too, and it was just, I didn't know how to handle it. I didn't have a teacher. I didn't have a guide to support me to be able to ground in that and to understand my powers and not to freak out and be like, wow, this is crazy. I'm like superhuman and like I can do the craziest shit. And it's like, I didn't have anybody to really be like, all right, slow down take a deep breath let's do some meditation let's get you grounded let's and then, integrate this yeah. yeah let's integrate this and so i guess i had to do that in the mental hospital uh near Gosh. presbyterian here in new york and what's funny is i was there definitely longer than i should have been i was like a week and a half or so and yeah. what when they um were ready to let me go was when they called me into the office uh one of the head psychiatrists at the time and was like okay we think we're, you're ready to leave and it was probably because I just taught a yoga class 20 minutes before to the, um, wow, to the other ward. patients, to the ward. Yeah. I was like, guys, I'm going to teach a yoga class. I was teaching <laughs> yoga at the time. And this is what I was You thinking, were helping here too much. Get out of it. Yeah. They're like, okay, you're, you're fine. You can leave now, you know? And this is, of course, after days of like drawing and doing collages, I was enjoying myself. I'm a creative person. This is what I enjoy. I enjoy art. I enjoy drawing and dancing and I enjoy the pet therapy every day. They bring in a dog and we play with the dog. Like... I was like, I was love enjoying myself. Place. I was like, wait, I love this place. Even though it was definitely not like that. Yeah, I, it, yeah. there was, I was focusing on those positives, mm. but really it was just like, you know, they heavily medicate you and, you know, it's unfortunate and, uh, you know, it wasn't the best environment, but I was in a good hospital. I feel yeah. like it was a really uh, good one compared to many others. And, um, yeah, anyway, I, I feel like that's the only option I had, but mm. I want, you know, 
people to understand that there's other options. And sometimes that is the only option temporarily. And I think it's important that temporarily we may get medicated um, and responsibly with the right doctors. And Mm. uh, then we should hopefully be able to get off the medications, which I eventually did. Mm. It took me 15 years to get off my meds because I was just taking them once a day at night. And I just Mm. got used to it, the habit Mm. of doing that until one day I realized I don't need to be doing this anymore. You know, I'm not, I'm no longer 21. I'm no longer, I have the um, abilities now to ground myself and center myself mm. and use these abilities uh, without being um, kind of f- without floating in the sky, you mm. know, and, and being really grounded into this. And so, you know, understanding my anxieties and why I was anxious and being able to be calm, you know, and uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm really just, you know, after 15 years of taking Depakote, which is valproic acid, it's like a type of um, anti-convulsant. People use it with seizures. Uh, they take mm. it daily. And so I, I finally was able to get off with the help of homeopathy, mm. um, classical homeopathy specifically. And then I was practicing Vedic meditation as well daily. And right. I still do that. So, um, Tom, you know, Tom Knowles then. Yeah. Tom Knowles was the one I meant when I said plugged into the collective consciousness. Oh, yeah, yeah. Chats so I've heard of him. <laughs> I just met him here for the first time. Oh, great. I was trained by one of his students here in New York. Not Johnny so. Pollard. Uh, uh, I think so. Maybe Johnny Pollard. Oh, no, no, no. No, I no, don't no. Know. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. We're obviously connected. Yeah. Um, wow. Interesting. And so that whole process, what would you see as a better process in hindsight now that would have been... If that was, say, your child going through the same thing you went through, what would you do for them now? Well, I I think it's really important um, that we find access to a really good doctor. Um, uh, You know, the issue there is there's a lot of psychiatrists out there who are going to just prescribe medications and they're not going to be looking into other options. But I think, you know, finding a body therapist uh, such as myself to actually work with the body and to release the um, excess energy and emotional and to balance the emotions with mm. the body um, and you know hopefully find a psychotherapist who's who's trained in in, in that specific issue that you're suffering from and uh, just have a support team like a you know family and friends if there's some way to do that not everybody has that I was very fortunate yeah. right so I think it's like this is a tough question because it really just depends on what resources this person has. Yes. Um, but I will say it's important to seek out, you know, um, to, to possibly temporarily take medications if needed and then get the person really grounded and balanced and centered in some way and then work on the process of releasing these emotions, realigning the body, mind, you know, Uh, spirit complex Mm. diving deep into understanding what the cause of this is Mm. which is mostly trauma Mm. um, to really figure out how can we release those emotions and trauma from the body from the field to very carefully do the research and to learn a lot about what you know diagnosis it is if it is a diagnosis most of the time it's just an emotional imbalance and a lot of the times it 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 can be temporary and then a lot of the times it's something that you live with for the rest of your life but i think it's important to again have the support dive deep into doing the work lots of journal writing lots of just dedication Mm -hmm. into like figuring out how to uh, balance these emotions 
definitely working with the body. Mm. I think it's just to sit and talk with a psychotherapist is it can be helpful, but there's it can be limited too. And mm. it was limited for me at the time. So until I started receiving uh, organomy or this type of body therapy that this psychotherapist was practicing with me, um, I wasn't able to really release all that those emotions from my body because just talking to someone is only working with the conscious mind. Mm. I think it's important that we work with the unconscious mind, which is our body. And so unless we're working with the body, we're going to be quite limited with our results. And so it's very unfortunate. There's so many people out there who are suffering from mental illness and mental disharmonies, and they have no idea that there's ways to access the emotional the trauma, the energy, the energetic that's stored in their bodies. And that once we release all of that, we're able to find balance, get grounded, uh, and feel better in these bodies of ours, right? And then and then all of a sudden, wait, there's no more anxiety, mm. right? I'm no longer anxious about something. Mm. And anxiety, a lot of the times, is just these emotions that we're suppressing and just like, you know, we're holding on to all this tension. So, of course, we're going to be anxious, right? It's so interesting it feels to me like shamanism or like a wise wise council of experts around health and wellness is just so needed because it's yeah. if my friend was telling me about their pregnancy the other day or their the given but home birth and she was saying it was all down to her husband the doula and the midwife and them as a highly capable intelligent team of people of total support around her yeah. she even recounted this moment which was about 25 hours in pacing up and down in her mind memory she was she was like taking these big strong steps like with her legs wide at starts and then crutched down into squat position and when the contractions came and just went rock hard and push it out or you know allowed the contractions to go flow through her then get back into this strong stance but in reality what her husband told her was like was all three of them carrying every one of her legs like was just basically moving her so she was actually just floppily walking and they were they were her strength they were her team they were her support and so she felt her memory of it was this strength because she had this beautiful wise team around her supporting her and that, that just for me was this gorgeous example of how we can intelligently look after one another in the in our in whatever thing we're going for, if it's healing or if it's the most important thing we could ever do, which is give birth. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's having it's having that team of people, which essentially is. Um, wow, the name escapes me. The the when you have a, bunch like a of people, collection of cells. Yeah, but like, one bunch of people working together on the same efforts, um, like in a business, for instance. Um, Ah, come on! What is it's it the resonance, so it harmonizes and creates more power. No, there's a group. It's called um, when you put together a, group. <laughs> a gang. <laughs> no, what? a team. Why can't I remember? Uh, is it a business term? Is it? Yeah, it's a business term. Oh, it's, you, it's you're just, asking the wrong guy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can't believe it's escaping me. But anyway, it's like when you put a bunch of people together. Napoleon Hill talks about this a lot. And mm-hmm. when you put together a group of people and all their heads and efforts going in the same direction, then there's an invisible extra force that's there wow right and that's really important so it's the mastermind okay so the mastermind principle we can apply that mastermind principle to our healing and our health and so if if you don't have a team of people like the psychotherapist the acupuncturist the Mm. massage therapist the chiropractor um you know all these different people working together as a team um then we're going to be limited because we have to put our heads together 
as practitioners. And I think that that's when we're going to get real results with, especially with chronic illness and chronic pain and mm. disease and things like that. And to open our minds to the possibilities of doing many different types of modalities, such as, you know, the ones in my system, kinetic release therapy, there's something called orthobionomy, which I practice and I studied that for over seven years. And so and then there's Barnes myofascial release is another modality. Um, you know, there's organomy, which is brilliant, and that's like, you know, just Wilhelm Reich's work, mm-hmm. uh, um, which is working with the muscular armoring in our body and just balancing the emotions. They can look into diff- think, different things like bioenergetics, which is an exercise that developed by Alexander Lowen, who is actually a student of Wilhelm Reich and worked with him. There's, you know, so there's lots of different modalities that aren't maybe that popular, but they're available, they're there. They can people can travel and find someone who practices these things, and hopefully they can they can you know um, you know afford these these types of treatments and sessions and find a way to work with practitioners such as myself who maybe even work on a sliding scale. And if you reach out and you're like tell someone you're really in pain, mm. there may be ways for for someone to support you and help you. Mm. And there's lots of education you can do. Lots of books out there that are great. Um, to read and there's lots of um, resources there's YouTube right YouTube mm. University there's just so much information there mm. so I think it's just important that people open themselves up themselves up to the possibilities of healing mm. and that they realize that there's hope because if I was diagnosed bipolar at the age of 21 and medication for so many years that I was able to heal from that as well as cluster headaches as mm. well as you know broken bones and surgeries and all these different things that I've been through then I think that others can heal as well, regardless mm. of what they're suffering from. I, I think there's hope, and I think that we should never give up. And uh, yeah, yeah, and I'm happy to you know support anyone who's who's suffering, wants to reach out, and you know email me or whatever, and reach out through my website or something. If there's ways that I can connect them with a practitioner in their area mm. or support them through a Skype session, I do awesome. Skype sessions as well. What's your website and your social media? Huh? So website is kinetic body therapy, K I N E T I C bodytherapy.com. And that's also my Instagram as well. Uh, and my Facebook it's cool. Instagram is at kinetic body therapy. Mm. And, uh, yeah, I'm here to, you know, just support and help, help others who are again, suffering, uh, in pain or going through some sort of mental, emotional imbalance or disharmony. I prefer that rather than calling it mental illness. Mm-mm. And then also lately I've been interested in addiction. You know, people who are suffering from addiction, um, are very often it's trauma, right? It's trauma related. That's the source and that's the cause. So we want to treat the cause rather than treating symptoms. And I think a lot of people are not getting results because they're treating symptoms. They're not treating the cause. And I mm. think that that's, that's, you know, if you get anything from this talk today, it's like treat the cause, dive deep, figure out what the real cause is and work with that. Um, and open your mind to opening up to trying different modalities, techniques mm-hmm. and, uh, you can be healed. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah. No, man, that's a great message and a great backing of that message in real human form doing the actual work. So <laughs> it's a really beautiful, beautiful thing. Maybe to wrap, um, if, if um, you might not have the time or the space um, or the environment, but I'd love to be able to get a... If, if if you could do a kind of a scan of me and see if there's any tension or anything sure. that that you could talk through or we could explore a little bit somewhat so we can get sure. a real example of of this work. Yeah, mm. absolutely. Is there any tenderness here? Yeah, um, yes, you're there. Yeah. 
So it's a little bit blocked over here. There's a little bit of uh, energetic blockage. Um, Which is the top of my ribs. And the front. Yeah. Yeah, it's in the front and uh, along the sternum Ooh, yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, I feel you that. You feel that, right? Yeah. So it's all really contracted. And so the contractions could be muscular, you know, contractions, soft tissues. Um, it could also be an energetic sort of contraction or like a blockage of energy that's there. Mm -hmm. So it just depends. Mm -hmm. Usually when you press in and you palpate, mm -hmm. you can feel where there's these restrictions and right. also where it's tender. Yeah. And wherever it feels tender in our body is oftentimes where there's some sort of muscular dysfunction, right? Or soft tissue dysfunction. But there also can be just, again, an energetic blockage, mm -hmm. which which we can release. And so... Um, to me, yeah, to me, what it felt like was just this sharpness. Like when you press that tender area, it's like this sharp pain. Yeah, it's a little intense, right? And so wherever there's that intensity is where there's a blockage. And so um, here, I'm actually just going to see. Yeah, because the muscles here on this side, on the left shoulder uh, and chest, a little tight, but we can actually get that to release. Okay. And then we're just going to check over here. Yeah, it feels like there's some tension in your abdomen around mm. the psoas muscle and just the deep fascia here. Mm. And yeah, let me get this arm. <laughs> so you feel that right yes. there? Okay. So that's like a contraction, right? So what we're going to do is we're going to put your body into a position of ease and comfort, which is then going to send a signal to your brain and your nervous system your body's like oh i can let go now and then it releases so that's wow. basically we're working with the proprioceptive reflexes of the nervous system and you feel how that released yeah it's gone sure. yeah how oh, interesting and, you, and what for, for people at home you kind of or wherever you are you might not be at home um you moved my arm across my chest yes and then pressed into the pain point which is on the front of my like just above my nipple or my pec yep. area and then, and then did a kind of a pull, yank or something. Yeah, so what I did was I basically uh, did a positional release, okay, which is based in orthobionomy, which is what I do and one of the modalities that I practice. So what I did was I slackened the tissues and made the body feel safe with a sp very specific, precise position of the bones. So I put your bones in a certain position where I slackened, which is the opposite of stretching, and then your body was like, oh, okay, I don't need to be holding anymore, and oh. it releases. So it's like a self-corrective um, you know, mechanism um, in our bodies where the body, when it feels safe, it just lets go, and it's really simple, and it's all based in science, right? And, and it works really quickly. So essentially knots can release in like five seconds without any pain, without any force. I mean, I only had you feel a little bit of intensity when I was palpating and just testing and assessing the tissue first yeah. just so that you're aware it's there so you can feel it. However, to release it doesn't require any force, doesn't require any effort, as you can see. It's really quick. The healing is happening from within, from the inside out. Your body's healing itself. I'm not healing you, and I'm just facilitating that process. Mm -hmm. And then we're putting your body into this position, which is like changing the environment. Mm -hmm. And it's sort of like when we get like nutrition and we change the internal environment in our body, then our body heals. Mm -hmm. Same idea. So mm -hmm. we're actually just changing the environment by putting your body into a very precise position in terms of the bones and joints, which then tells the nervous system and the proprioceptive reflex, the sensors of our nervous system, that it's safe to let go. 
and it's like seconds. It's like magic. It's like pretty amazing. <laughs> Wild, because because uh, this is it. So you're playing with this. What's the system called again? The GUI, the GUI layer of all the of us. Fascia. The fascia, the fascia, yeah. um, and, and so you're playing with that rather than the, playing on the muscles themselves. Because when you try to work a muscle not out of a muscle that's a different situation right yeah so what i was doing there was working with the soft tissues so it's both muscles and fascia but really it was just that was kind of muscular um what the the layer that i was working on because there's many different layers and so i can access the different layers with my hands working with bones and joints working with the fluids you know like the lymphatic system working with the organs with the muscles with the fascia so there i was working on a muscular level um but also it's energetic right it's always energetic so it's not like you know we're ever not doing energy work with this right and so i just really accessed that tissue and then put the body in the right position and it just released and so yeah and so how does this feel now like does this feel a little different yeah, that's Still a little t- intense, right? Right, right here. I feel like here we'd have to do some other modalities to yeah. to release this. But you feel how this is softer, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So the the pecs here, um, the pectoralis muscles here, major and minor. So, but really, it's um, when I'm working with with bodies, I I don't think in terms of like muscles. I think in terms of fascia. I think in terms of joints. I think in terms of okay, what layer am I accessing with my hands? Which level am I at? Which dimension? And then how can I support healing within that layer or that dimension? So it's like an access point, right? Mm. And so there's many different access points, you know, and sometimes through a conversation, we can heal someone from pain because the person has an awareness and understanding that their pain might be something, let's say, emotional or might be some emotional suppression. And just that understanding alone can cause someone to have a spontaneous remission and a healing. Um, it's all connected. It's all connected, yeah. So it's like it, So what I do, it's my job as a therapeutic artist to figure out intuitively which layer I'm going to access, which access point is going to be the point of access to stimulate a healing response within this human. <laughs> and so I work with kids too, and I love working with kids because they heal really quickly mm. for the most part. Mm. And so you know, with them, they're nervous system is way more crisp and Mm -hmm. fresh and just like they have a lot less trauma a lot less emotional suppression especially because they've released a lot of emotions naturally which is a beautiful thing right they 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 feel they feel their feelings for the most part and so uh so yeah i mean and it's all gentle and safe and non-invasive which is nice there's no way i can harm someone with this work which is awesome right because i don't really like to be cracked and adjusted and i don't like to be kind of dug into with the elbow and my ribs and back or you know i i just feel like that doesn't feel safe and because it doesn't feel safe my body's going to brace and tense up even more and then i'm going to get less healing happening and i think the real healing magic happens when we feel safe when we feel comfortable when we're able to let go and surrender when we feel seen when we feel like listened to with someone's hands rather than forced and you know trying to be fixed like i don't try to fix anyone i think that's why it works because i'm not trying to fix them uh, and they feel that their body feels it, their nervous system feels it, and then they just heal. You know, for um, or, or many many do. You know, <laughs> uh, that's amazing. It's amazing work. So so, so an- another little example is like with my lower back pain or like third or fourth lumbar up. What's that linked to emotionally, or is that is that got a link that I could work on a psychological exercise to heal that as much as a physical one? 
Yeah, so I think it really depends. So everybody's different. So I don't think there's like a blanket approach to like, okay, your lower back pain means that you're having issues with your business or, you know, um, <laughs> you know, or there's like, I think it's like, you know, there's a lot of body maps that are going around and like where there's certain parts of the body, like your knees or stability or whatever. And there's, there's lots of different um, maps out there, but I really think that it's very individual and very individualized. And I think that it's important for someone to see a professional practitioner who hopefully is, is skilled in this, who can kind of shed some light on that. But the truth is we don't really ever know. Right. So I think it's more about like, okay, do I really need to know the details of this? Or maybe what if I just listen to my body, let it heal, supported it, facilitated that healing process, and let the body heal itself. Um, so I think, you know, there's there's different ways of doing it. But the a lot of the times, lower back pain is anx- anxiousness or anger that we're suppressing in some way. So it could be anxiousness from many different things. It could be around business. It could be around your relationships. It could be relationships with your parents, your spouse, your significant other, um, you know, your boss, right? Mm -hmm. Um, It could be anything. Um, I think, you know, and that's where I like kind of dive deep with people and try to figure out what that is. Um, It happens intuitively. I do it through questions and asking certain questions. And it's really just if it resonates for the person. And sometimes it'll create this shift where it's like, you know, John Sarno calls this knowledge therapy, right? It's just like that awareness and the understanding alone can shift someone into a healing state and and like can heal them from pain. And, um, you know, belief is tremendous too, right? So if you believe in, in, in it, um, it, it, it may work as well because it's the mind is very powerful. Mm. And, um, and also I think just the fact that you're creating a space where people can feel comfortable for starts but allow themselves to draw the lines. Like I like that humility that you have in almost we don't really know what things are linked to but the best way of getting there is giving someone a safe healing space where they can find out for themselves because we we know we know what's going on but all we need is an environment where i can be relaxed and then you can ask me questions and i can go oh this actually happened four years ago and it really impressioned on me or you know maybe that's what it is and then you go deeper and you find out yeah yeah and i think that you know um we don't always need to know oh yeah it doesn't always have to be conscious even though it can be helpful Um, A lot of the stuff is unconscious. So we can, again, have conversations with therapists for years and still not access the unconscious stuff that we're holding onto in our body, in our nervous system. And so I think that sometimes we can dive in and try to figure it out. And then other times we can just put the mind and the brain on the side and be like, thanks for sharing. I'm not interested. Let me just go into the body and just feel it. Right. What if we just feel it? And the same thing with, you know, pain and emotions like we heal from pain when we give ourselves an opportunity and the permission to feel. Mm-hmm. As soon as we begin to feel, we begin to heal. So as soon as, you know, for instance, that client that you spoke to that we know, uh, you know, she felt her emotions that she was storing, like that's when her pain lifted. That's when her body released and mm-hmm. healed and it happened spontaneously. Um, and it's because, you know, we listened but that probably wouldn't have happened if we sat there and spoke about it and said, I said, okay, your, your lower back, you know, your, your shoulder pain is coming from this and this and that, you yeah. know, and so sometimes it's that works. It's too on the nose. <laughs> yeah, sometimes that works and sometimes I'll say it and sometimes we'll do that. But very often I think it's best to just keep it like unconscious and just access it through the soma, through the body with our hands 
or with an exercise or movement or something. And so I think that, um, you know, that way we are not making up stories because the mind can make up narratives and stories and it's not always accurate, right? So I prefer to keep it to the body because the body never lies. That's why lie detector tests are happening where like they're checking our, our bodies, right? That we're tuning, they're tuning into the body to see if we're actually, you know, lying. And Mm -hmm. so the body never lies, but the mind is different. Like somebody can be like an expert at like, being like, I'm calm, I'm, you know, all relaxed and calm and I don't have stress. I have clients coming in to me saying that. And then all of a sudden, like five minutes later, they're crying on the table because I finally let them feel all that shit that they're holding on to. And it's funny to me because I'm like, I thought you were, I thought you didn't have stress. I thought you were calm. I thought you were calm. I thought you were fine, you know? And I love doing that. It's so much fun. It's just like, it's, it's hilarious. Cause I'm, I'm like, okay, I thought you were fine. And they're like, well, I thought I was fine. And, like, heck you know. <laughs> and it's funny. And it's just like, um, it's sort of like, okay, well, all right. I, my, I asked them what happened around the time that the pain started. It's like, oh, my mother passed away. And I said, really? I said, okay. And the pain started later after that. Right. And they say, yeah, well, okay. Did you have a chance to grieve? Did you have a chance to really feel that? And oftentimes the answer is no, you know? And so as soon as they have a chance to do that, as soon as I give them permission to feel that, and and as soon as I place my hands on their body and energetically allow them to, to feel that, that's when they heal. And that's when they let it go. And that's when they realize, oh shit, it was that. That's the issue. And uh, and whether or not it is or not, it doesn't matter. What matters is if we heal. Oh, it worked. It works, <laughs> yeah. exactly. And that's all that matters. Is that as long as it works, it's great. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, I have people telling me, like, I don't care if you tell me to put peanut butter on my arm. If it's going to heal the pain, I'll do it. You yeah, know, it's yeah. just like, and it's true. It's like, as long as it works, let's focus on solutions and f- try to treat the cause as best as we can and hope for the best and uh, and open our ourselves up to trying different modalities mm-hmm. you know? wow man well i I'm, I'm in awe and respect and high fives <laughs> because i yeah, i just like your humility i like your well re, your far and spanned out research i love that you've gone through the personal journey yourself so you've got conviction in this and you genuinely want to help people so i think yeah. you're pretty much flawless <laughs> As a healer, you know, like really, I wouldn't say that. I know, but I know, I know. But where you presented a flawless approach, no, I do feel, I I do mean that. Thank you. No, I really, I appreciate that. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, I honestly just want people to heal. I want people to feel better, um, and I want them to know what's possible, and I want to inspire them and show them that this is possible. Healing is possible, no matter how tremendous your pain is. I've been through tremendous pain like with especially with the cluster headaches i think that was probably the mm-hmm. worst pain that i've ever experienced in my life um multiple times being hospitalized in emergency rooms uh, and morphine didn't even help can you imagine Fuck the pain yeah. and they say it's like 10 times worse than giving birth to a child uh, or l- severing your limb i mean so when people come to me and say i'm really in pain and when i tell them i know i understand i feel you then i really do you know, because I've been to the depths of hell when it comes to pain. I mean, my, um, you know, my, my parents, like, and people just around me were just like, just to see me like that. I mean, I felt bad for them just having to see me like that. And, uh, and it, it, it's, it's terrifying. It's one of the worst, you know, pain, most painful conditions known to man is what science says. They scientifically proven that it's probably one of the most painful 
conditions Holy known to man. Shit. So, and what, what's, what can you tell us what that is like to experience and when it comes Ooh. on, what it goes in? What it's, it goes uh, in. And it's quick. It comes, it comes on quick and it's on one side of your head. It's for me, it was always on the right and your eyes droopy and red and tearing and the, it's like an ice pick to your brain. And it's, it's quite, quite, uh, intense. Oh. And, uh, they call them suicide headaches because there's literally have been people who've committed suicide because of the pain. Oh my goodness. So that, so they're nothing like a migraine. They're in the family, but it's not at all. Oh, it's I like, feel like the, I'm so scared about getting more of these. Yeah, no, no, no. Don't worry. It's very rare. <laughs> not many people have them. I'm Man. yeah, very blessed to be, <laughs> to have, <laughs> to have that. And it's something that you have the rest of your life and it comes once every year, two, three years. And it's like the same time every day. Around you know, so for me it was like one pint. It's like five p.m. every day. It's just like it comes on like with a vengeance. And uh, yeah, it goes on. You know, it can go on for weeks at a time. So anywhere from like a week to a month or more. A Um, week constantly. Oh no, a week every every day, same time. So how long is that period for five p.m. was for you? Uh, So it depends. It's been many, many. It varied up and it changed um, between like one minute and an hour or longer. Yeah, yeah, it can go anywhere. No, usually it's anywhere from five to twenty minutes or more. Wow, um, up, up, to, up to an hour totally, but oh, an hour is already like just oh, ridiculous. Five minutes is too much from yeah. the sounds of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's pretty bad. How and do so, you navigate? How did you navigate that mentally? Like knowing that your mental is the thing that you need to navigate it. But like, how did you spiritually or whatever? You know, how did you process that pain? Resolve it? Settle on it? Or watch it? Or witness it? Or what was the well, I think, you know, what I did was I discovered quickly that it's important to ask questions to myself, like, what is this? Why is this happening to me? Um, what is my body trying to tell me? Uh, where am I not in alignment with my soul purpose? What's going on in my life right now? Like, you know, why is my body yelling at me? Pain is simply our body yelling and telling us something's wrong. It's like the check engine light going on. Uh, in our cars. And so it's not, it doesn't mean that we have to switch that light off. We don't got to turn the pain off as much as we would like to. Mm. Oftentimes it's really just about check your engine, like check, check under the hood, like see what's happening, figure out what's going on in your life, make some changes, right? Pain is there to teach us that we need to change. Something needs to change, you know? Um, and what was that change for you? Well, for me, it was, you know, each time that I had one of those, you know, cluster attacks and, and headaches of, um, it was something else, you know, cause they have, it's years right in between each one. So I'd have every like two, three years I would have the attack. And, um, and oftentimes it, like one time it was like, okay, I think I'm in the wrong relationship, you know? Um, and I just had the fear of leaving that relationship and, and, uh, didn't want to be alone and I didn't want to, you know, experience, you know, leaving the comfort zone, right? That's the, we were, I was very comfortable, but the truth is I wasn't really happy. And so I think that that's, that was one of the experiences. Another one was like working in a job that I hate. Um, I was working, you know, at my dad's jazz club. And as much as I love jazz and I love this night, you know, the, you know, that, that life, it's, it's just, um, it was very stressful and there was a lot of toxic people and toxic things happening. And so I, I, I it was, it was too much stress for me, too much work, too many hours and long days. And that was another realization. Like I need to leave. I need to change jobs. I need to change careers <laughs> immediately because if not, this is going to kill me, you know? And so, 
so yeah, you know, those are two examples. Uh, there was, and then there was others, you know, but, um, and now you don't get them less often or you still get them or. So thankfully I haven't had it in a, a good year or two. Um, last time I had it when I was, when I was traveling, actually it was Greece and Bulgaria and I was in the hospital there. It was terrible. And so mm. what I used was psilocybin mushrooms, um, microdosing. And that's the one thing that apparently can end a cluster what? bout and, and then it ends it and then you're good for a while. And oh, so, wow. um, I've discovered that by doing a lot of research online and none of my doctors of course would say that, um, unfortunately it's not legal, you but know, it works. um, it works. And so microdosing, you don't trip. It's, it's, very safe you know it's very little you know, would um, you have an idea of what's going on there i don't know so it, you it know what, neurologists even yeah. don't know you yeah. know there's something that happens that you know with the brain and they can't figure this out the headaches are like a mystery you know because they're also a mystery because it's energetic a lot of headaches and head pains it's energetic there's a lot of energy going up to the head and that's just how i am in my body i show up as having a lot of you know, thoughts and energy in my head and that will cause these, you know, disturbances, these dysfunctions. So yeah, it's, it's a lot of it is energetic and it was interesting. I, I tried acupuncture. I tried, uh, you know, uh, going into one of those oxygen, you know, chambers, Depri the yeah. deprivation, yeah. Uh, tanks. And, and I just basically like I tried everything, whatever I could do, and it nothing really helped. And um, the only thing that really helped was these Imitrex injections that I used to have to inject into my leg. Yeah. And but those are it's really bad for you. And so you know that was like so psilocybin. Anyway, is, yes, yeah. no, no. I mean, I'm not cutting you off. I'm like psilocybin yeah, yeah. sounds like in a an amazing because there's more there's more like FDA improves in phase three trials with MDMA in California and stuff I think I believe now and so, so they're like they're more more and more open to psychedelics as healing powered yeah yeah things yeah I think they're, they're, I think plant medicine is key and uh, to healing and I think there's lots of great people like maps uh, they're you know mm. they work out of here as well oh, right. do they really yeah wow. and they're doing they're doing study I think over in oh, John Street the with, with the MDMA on yeah. in depression I think or something like that yeah. um, and so yeah there's a lot of things that we can do in terms of healing with plant medicines and so for me I'm living proof of that um, and I think it's important that you know we open our minds to these possibilities and try to find access to these things responsibly, safely, you know, with, uh, with a team of people and practitioners that really know what they're doing. Mm. Um, and that we don't just go jumping to doing, you know, things, um, irresponsibly because it can be, it can, it can damage, it yep. can damage us. So, so yeah. Wow. Thank you, man. Thank you so much for sharing your story so vulnerably and openly. You've blown my brain. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Sure, thank you for having me.